0: hello and welcome to the kosh i am your host timber smith and um you already know it is a wonderful wonderful saturday morning up here getting ready to record well other than here's here's the key it is wonderful because the energy is right and i'm excited about our guest but the weather y'all can do better y'all can do better. I, I don't like gloomy days. Like, you know, I can do cold. I accept cold, but I really, really, really do not like no sun, no sun. Um, and there's something to sun. I think we, as, uh, as a planet, we are all attracted to sun. Like there's something about when the sun is out, things are better. Um, so, Unsunny days, it just ain't the same, but I do believe that the universe gives us things that counterbalance when days that have no sun, and today, today, this day, what's going to counterbalance this no sun day is an amazing episode of the Kosh, so thank you Kosh listeners again for tuning in, I appreciate you so much for giving us this time, you know, you already know how this goes down, so... Before we jump in, let me just say that the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have had an association with the Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. And more importantly, you, you, let me, let me just do what we're going to do. This week's guest that I am so excited about is Peter Lee. Peter, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Timber? It's going good. It's going so, so good. Um, how is your Saturday kicking off? It's good. You know, I was uh,
1: anticipating the uh, podcast and the interview, and then uh, I I unexpectedly checked my email, and you said, hey, come through earlier. Yeah. And I was like, yes, let's go. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's it, right? Let's let's just jump in. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, P- uh, Kosh listeners, let me just share this. When I have guests, I can't tell you how often a guest is like, I'm a little nervous about this. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. It's just a conversation. Definitely. And then all of a sudden when they come, get ready to, and they get to come to the Kosh Studios, which is my daughter's old bedroom. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's not that intimidating anymore. No, not at all. And, uh, no, this
1: is this is an amazing spot, um, and Ashgash uh, is is also home, oh, to to some sorts because I went to school here. That's what's um, up. So yeah, it was definitely you know some comfort you know driving through the neighborhood and then pulling up and then seeing the home. So it's nice,
0: Bruh. Facts, yep. such facts. Okay, so, <clears throat> uh, so Peter, can you please? Tell us a little something about yourself and uh, what's your connection to the Kosh, well, you started telling us that, and the surrounding Fox Cities area.
1: Yeah, so um, professionally speaking, my role is a diversity and inclusion consultant for us to behavioral health care located in Appleton or the Fox Cities. Um, I am Hmong American, um, but I identify as American first. Um, I was born in Appleton, raised in Appleton, um, and so Appleton is home, um, prior to this role because nobody, you know, grows up dreaming to become a d consultant.
0: Nah, man, it's not on the, uh, the professional, this is what I'm going to do. Well, I changed that. I met somebody who's in college that this is the dream job. Really? Yes.
1: That's just, that's just like a generational thing then, like a,
0: you know, like-
1: because, like, in my generation, right, like, it's it's like doctors and lawyers. And for me, it was a teacher. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a teacher. So yeah. so um, I identify as an educator. Um, so I was a longtime teacher for about 10 years uh, in uh, the greater Milwaukee area in Chicago. Um, and then I've kind of gradually moved my, my way back home. So that's, that's a little bit about me.
0: That's what's up. All right. uh
1: uh, family um all of my family most of my family is here in appleton um so brothers and sisters um i do have a younger brother who's like a professional dancer and life coach in chicago
0: what when you say professional dance are we talking like dancers of stars professional dancer
1: uh professional dancer as in like made it on like um uh what is that what is that show um Oh, 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 Uh, so you think you can dance? So
0: I was going to say,
1: yeah. So you think you can dance? Um, Yes. He's, he's 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 (laughs) taught, he's coached. Uh, he lived in LA for a while. Um, but yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, um, shout out to my younger brother, Tujer Lee digits. Um, so yeah, um, he's in Chicago with his partner, Vanessa. Um, and then I have, you know, I'm Hmong, so I got
0: family everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I wasn't going to throw the stereotype out there, but it might be, there might be a little bit of truth in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's deep, man. <laughs> All right. You ready to jump into the first segment? Yeah. All right. The first segment is called What in the World is Going On With? This is where you start with the phrase, What in the World is Going On With? and you tell us what's on your mind. So, we, Peter, what do you got for us?
1: All right. This is going to be a little silly, but what in the world? Is going on with milk
0: Oh Break that down
1: Yeah so When I was younger I was already confused by milk Right like I just thought milk was milk And then I I think at a younger age I realized oh there's three types of milk There's 2% Whole milk and then there's skim Okay Now I don't even know What's out there Like there's so much variety (laughs) Available. There's like, bro, help me out. What what types of milk are you familiar with? Okay, whatever?
0: there's almond milk, oat milk,
2: yeah,
1: like
0: those are uh, goat milk, yeah, uh, coconut milk, coconut milk.
1: Um, I can't even keep up. Right, and it's like, and then now like people aren't even drinking like milk, milk. Oh yeah, because because it's unhealthy. It's.
0: Uh, I don't know. There might be other reasons. Like I can tell you right now, I don't do. Here's the thing. Sometimes when you're young, when you're a young kid, you don't understand your body. So like you can't understand things until something, until there's words and definitions for the reason of the things right mm-hmm. so like I didn't really realize I was allergic to cats until I was an adult and then I thought about things and my experiences with cats when I was a kid and I thought oh my god like I'm definitely allergic to cats but you don't know right because yeah. it wasn't allergies wasn't something something we talked about in my household growing up it was more like uh, you know go go have some Robitussin or <laughs> Yeah. you're sick has some testing. so I didn't know I'm just kidding but I mean like seriously like you don't know and so what I have figured out now as an adult is that I'm actually lactose intolerant mm-hmm. and so like now I can like I can probably get away with like a two percent and a skim but I can't get away with like a half or a whole mm-hmm. and so like when you go to a coffee place you need to know what they putting in your stuff because these yummy coffee drinks have like some serious cream that they're using um in their drinks right so that that starbucks that 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 cappuccino that whatever right that's got creamy stuff in it and so like when i go now i've learned and i didn't know i didn't get why my body would react the way it would react to certain things now i'm like hey can you can i get that almond milk substitute
1: yeah, and I I get that, and I I do feel like it's it's a change in culture because when I was growing up, we had the got milk posters all over the elementary schools and the athletes with the milk mustaches, and now it's almost like that's taboo, like like <laughs> don't drink cow's milk.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't know if it's taboo, but it was definitely way more promoted. Yes, absolutely. But that also just might be. Yeah, and I've thought about this. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Mm. Like what your body accepts may be according to what historically, wherever your family's history comes from, what was available, right? And if that if cows were not part of your family's legacy, maybe your body rejects milk like that, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just something I've thought about. That's deep. I like milk, thing. Milk. Yeah. Milk. Let me just tell you right now, for all y'all out there, <clears throat> if you haven't messed around and tried some of this almond milk stuff out there, that stuff is great. <laughs> it is. It just is. It just, it's yummy. It's sugary. Like, it's got this sweetness to it. Like, it makes a great drink. drink. Yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah. That's my go-to. Okay. My what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with the fact that my wife had 27 bottles of salad dressing in our house? I I just want to repeat that. I'm not even kidding. Gosh, listeners, I want y'all to hear this because this is, this is, this is my life. So, you know, my wife is a deal buyer. She's all about, Hey, let's buy the deal. And I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, so, you know, at at places like our local Piggly Wiggly, they have the thing where it's like five bottles of salad dressing for $0.99 each, and I'm like, all right, I get it, so you buy the five bottles to get the $0.99, because one bottle by itself is probably $5, right, so you think you're getting the deal, but, so my wife told me this, and like, for some reason recently, I decided to go through our cabinets in our, in our, in our, in our, uh, refrigerator and we got we got some uh we got us uh, some storage shelves of food in a basement too right and so i and i just knew we had a lot of salad dressing so she told me she's like hey i've got a great deal on this salad i was like babe we don't need no more salad
1: dressing." <laughs> i was like
0: we probably got 10 Bottles of salad dressing in the house right now now see my wife is a person that you can make statements like that but it means nothing to her until you you have to physically show her you have to physically show her so you gotta go and i was like so she gave me the look like leave me alone it was a great deal and i'm like babe we probably don't need to buy any salad dressing for the next two years right yeah so there was the challenge was out there she gave me the look which said okay babe i'm gonna show you this and she's like no way that there's that many you know i was like babe there's at least 10 there's at least 10 so we start the process
1: that's that's impressive though because i didn't know there's more than five different types of savage. i didn't say they were different
0: (laughs) I didn't say there was difference. I didn't say there's 27 different types of salad dressing. There's probably a total of maybe six or seven different types of salad dressing. Maybe some different brands in there along the way. You know, like there might be something like a, an Olive Garden salad dressing, some type of special balsamic or something like that. Right. And here's the thing. We eat salads. And let me rephrase that. She eats salads. Timber eats salads meat and so <laughs> i eat a salad here and there
1: all right so in in your wife's defense how many other uses are there for salad dressings
0: I, look i don't know i only <laughs> have look i have one or two two basic uses for salad dressing there is salad and there is reuben sandwiches mm right? Cause you need a good thousand islands. If you're doing a Reuben sandwich and I love a good Reuben, but so we go and I, and I reach into the cabinet, right? The cabinet was, she thought that was her safe space. And I found right away about three unopened in our cupboards. Right. And then I go to the basement in the basement alone. I pulled out about 10. So we're already at about 13. Right. Then I go into the fridge. Now the fridge mind you, is the, the opens, right? So they're half open, this, that, and another quarter open, you know, what, uh, it, whatever it is. The fridge was the jackpot. There was over 10 plus in the fridge. To be perfectly honest, I think there was 15 in the fridge. You don't even realize you're using up that much of your fridge space when you, ha- when you're doing this. I'm not even kidding, y'all. So I took each bottle out and I lined them up next to each other and I put them on the counter and she's just looking and I could just tell that she – there was this look of oh, – she was in horror. <laughs> only because – not because she was ashamed about having 27 bottles of salad dressing. She just knew that she was going to hear about it because yeah. I wasn't going to let it go that easy. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Kosh listeners, if there was only about 10 bottles – I'd have let it go. If there was 15 bottles, I might have quiped a little bit, but I'd have let it go. 27 bottles? Seriously, 27 bottles? What you going to do with 27 bottles of salad dressing?
1: (laughs) I love it. And for for those of us that don't know, Timber, how long does salad dressing
0: last? I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to assume ever. I don't see why it would go bad. I just think it's one of those... Because apparently it's one of those things that sits in your fridge, right? You don't think about it. You just keep using it until it's gone, right? But it takes a while, at least unless unless you are that person who uses salad all the time or salad dressing all the time, right? And like I said, we are a 50% household right now because there's two people living in this house. One is a avid salad eater, and the other one is a carnivore. So, I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying it is what it is right yeah alright so that's my what in the world is going on with um, if anybody needs some salad dressing out there uh, send me an email here at askthekasha I'm kidding I'm kidding because I'm going to tell you right now my wife already uh, you know what the solution to 27 bottles of salad dressing is now we are eating salad all the time So now my diet has changed. Yeah. So maybe there's going to be a healthier timber. (laughs) Forcing the habit. Facts. Forcing the habit. All right. I'm sorry about that. I I just had to get that out there. I love it. All right. Next segment is word association. So we're going to say a word, Peter, and you tell us what comes to your mind. And love this first word because I believe it is a unifying word. First word is food
1: food um what comes to mind when i think of the word food is home um we we often talk about like hey where's where's the best where's the best pizza where's where's the best i don't know steak or you know in 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 the monk community it's where's the best pho? and The most common response, I think, is always, like, at home, right? Um, So, for me, food is home. Um, I've lived in Appleton for about a good 18 years of my life, you know, Oshkosh for about four during my college years, and then moved to Milwaukee for several, and then Chicago. And, of course, like, Milwaukee has great food, and, of course, like, Chicago it has great food, but... I find myself always looking for that thing that is most similar to, like, a home-cooked meal. Mm. You know? Yes. Right? Facts. Facts. Right? Um, so, yeah. Food reminds me of home.
0: I love that. All right. Do we have a favorite pho place?
1: Favorite pho place. Um, I'm not going to get this right. Um, but in besides, besides at home, um, there's a spot on, um, right by the mall. I think it used to be the Tony Winds. I think it's called faux papa now. Okay. Um, and then there's like this little secret spot I like to go to during lunch. And it's in, um, I'm not going to get it right. I think it's in uh Greenville. Okay. I think it's called Thai cuisine. That's, mm. that's the best, best spot I've gotten it. And of course, you know, there's Mice Deli and there's oh, the gang. Yeah. But um, I've heard a lot of good things about Folk Papa, but my, my go-to spot is Thai cuisine in, like, Greenville.
0: Okay. That's what's up. We always I always want people to have the opportunity to kind of know these places, so maybe there's an adventure farm for the cash listeners. Yeah. Um, cocktail or beer?
1: Timber, I would love to say both. Um, but I I think I'm a more of a beer person. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I don't mind trying a good cocktail, but it comes down to, like, who's preparing it? Who's preparing it? Bruh, facts. Right. And nowadays I feel like, um, you know, you go out and you got these, like, fancy names and you don't even know what kind of cocktail you're getting. Right. Or here, I'll, I'll give you a story. So my wife and I were just recently in Florida and, uh, you know, we we're hanging out at the resort. And we we're getting some drinks at the bar and it's busy. It, it's, I guess it's always busy in Florida, even during hurricane season, right? Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would hope not, but.
1: Mm. Well, it was. We were in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and uh, it was busy. And so, you know, the, the bartender gives my wife and I a uh, drink menu. But you can also tell, like, he's he's being patient, but you can tell he's also flustered. Right? Right. Right. And he's doing his best to serve everyone. I'm looking at this complicated sheet of cocktails. And it looks amazing. And so um, my wife orders a cocktail. I can't remember the name because, you know, these names can be anything. And the bartender looks over at me and I was like, hey, let me get a vodka seltzer with a lime. And he smiles at me and he's just like, thank you. (laughs) Like this like look of like gratitude on his face. Like something simple. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I tried the vodka and seltzer because I was listening to your show, and I was like, "All right, I got to see what this is all about." And hey, man, it slaps! It slaps! It's good.
0: Yeah, it's you know what. Here is my thing. Uh, you know what that is? That's Florida stuff because that sure ain't Wisconsin. Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: you, there is many a there is many a church here, A.K.A. Libations Establishment, um, where if you order something that the outside of an old fashioned. They're gonna look at you twisted. Basically, a drink in Wisconsin is two things: the whatever the liquor is, and whatever you want with the liquor. It's a it is a Captain and Coke. Do you know what that is? It is a vodka seltzer. It is like we don't get down like that in these parts. People Absolutely. get people get frustrated.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know what getting fancy is? Can I get a line, <laughs> <laughs> bro? <Bruh. laughs> Don't <laughs> just say it. So I feel you on that. Like all that other stuff. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I do like a good beer. I like craft beer. I like IPAs. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I like to, I'm curious about like the whole process and uh, I, I find them interesting. So I, I enjoy a good beer.
0: Okay. I, I respect that. All right. Streaming.
1: Oh man. Um I am addicted right now to House of the Dragons on HBO.
0: Oh, I I haven't eaten okay. This is you're the first person to bring this show up. Bruh. What's this about?
1: So I'm um, I'm not gonna do a very good job. So I apologize to, to the Game of Thrones fan club. Um uh, so House of the Dragons is a prequel to Game of Thrones. Mm. right
0: okay
1: and so um are you familiar with game of thrones i've,
0: I've never watched it and and cash listeners don't curse me for that but uh i ain't paying for hbo so that's basically all it comes <laughs> down to i want to watch it i don't want to pay for it yeah. um but no i haven't
1: yeah well at one point game of thrones i think was the most pirated show like in the world mm. like it was that popular right so um and I don't know, man. HBO just gets it right. For whatever reason, they just get it right. Um, but anyways, um, so House of the Dragon is a prequel to to Game of Thrones. And I don't want to do spoilers either because I don't want to get like. <laughs> yeah, man. No. I don't want to upset anyone. But anyways, it's about House Targaryen who like ruled at one point, And they had all these dragons and made it easy for them to rule. Right, and it's about their house um, going into, like, civil war. Mm. Um, so it's, like, science. Like it's, like, it's, like, fantasy meets, like, politics. And it's about all these, like, houses and names, like, warring, you know, going to war. Because everyone thinks that, like, they have the right to sit on the throne. Mm. Yeah, so, and then you
0: have dragons. Bruh. Thank God that the uh, Republican nor the Democratic Party has dragons,
1: or <laughs> well, that they don't. <laughs>
0: I couldn't imagine. We have yeah. enough. We already have enough problems. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, concert. Concert. Oh, concert. Um. Concert. Like, what would I go to? It. it this i'm just throw the word man you tell me whatever maybe it's the bucket list concert maybe it's something you already went to you know concert
1: oh man um there's a concert recently in chicago john mayer mm. and uh like i i love john mayer i would love to go to john mayer and i had the opportunity to go to the concert and uh my wife and i with our family we decided to go to um howling at the moon instead uh, in Chicago. And so I'm not going to get this right, but it's, it's a bar and, uh, you have people come and they just perform and they take the whole night. They just take song requests.
2: Oh, that's deep, bro. That sounds fun.
1: And it was amazing. These people were just like local musicians, singers, songwriters, probably, you know, they, and they, they just play and they take song requests the entire night. And, uh, that was amazing, and so I does think this about. Hap- does this happen often? Yeah, I think so. It's it's like um, it's an actual. It's called Halloween, Halloween at the Moon, in Chicago, and I think they have a variety like a very a, a good amount of locations throughout the nation too. Um, but I think about. Hey, would I rather go to John Mayer or have that experience I had at Howling at the Moon? And I don't know if you can beat that experience because it was amazing. And these these people on stage, right, were just so talented, you know, and they're young and they're passionate and everyone's rotating. Timber, everyone's rotating. Like, so the singer is like singing and then they rotate to like guitar and then they rotate to like drums and they rotate to bass. And so everyone gets an opportunity to, like, be the lead singer, to, like, show off on their their instrument, and it was amazing. And I'm not musically, like, talented or gifted at all, so no. I can only just begin to appreciate it. So when I think about concert, concerts are nice, um, but I really liked the community and social aspect of, like, what I experienced there in Chicago at Howling at the Moon, so that was nice.
0: Now you got me. That sounds like I'm going to have to put that on the bucket list.
1: Yeah, we were, we were
0: dancing with random people, singing, you know. Um, field videos. trip. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. The Kosh field trip. Hey, Kosh listeners out there, if you know anything about this, uh, can you reach out? Can you reach out and, and, and help us figure this out? Because I think that sounds like a future field trip.
1: Or let's just bring that
0: kind of thing into the Kosh. Oh. yes 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 Yes. bro facts we should do that yeah why can't we have that here we could have that here all right
1: absolutely all right i like that shop local shop local so i must admit i don't do a good job of shopping local um my wife and i recently just came back to appleton to live here and we just bought a home and so because we've traveled so much um convenience has always been kind of like name of the game, right? Bruh, facts. <laughs> but with that being said, um, I was born and raised in Appleton. And what I've noticed is like uh, we have these Appleton. I, I like to define Appleton with these two streets, which is like Wisconsin Avenue and College Avenue. And there is an abundance of amazing local shops, business owners, things like that all along college and Wisconsin Avenue. And I like to think of like those two streets as like the artery
0: of Appleton. Okay. Right. And That's everything a, else is like connected. I like that. That's a great term. It's yes. a great analogy.
1: So West to East, you know, you start at, maybe you want to start at the Fox river mall, which is like West work your way East on either street. And you're going to find some pretty amazing stuff. Um, I have a favorite Boba shop right now. Mm. Um Um, do you drink Boba?
0: I can't No No And and I can't figure it out Like I love it But My body don't love it My body's mad about it So And so I think it's the beads Maybe and it, Cause uh, I think the beads are like tapioca
1: Maybe Alright But I think you might You might enjoy this bubble shop So it's called Uni Uni Okay Just opened up like Maybe this past year The owner is Fanny Hi! Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. And, yes. And um, shout out to Fanny.
1: Yeah, and she's a Chinese immigrant, but also an American veteran, right? Um, and um, she opened up Uni Uni on College Avenue, right there by JJ's Laundromat, uh, right there, and uh, it's an amazing boba tea shop. I was actually going to bring us some, but then uh, we started early. They don't open till noon.
0: Oh, she she's uh, she's busy.
1: Yeah she's busy busy um, and hey like that the boba tea man just it slaps it's so good um it's it's not your thai or Hmong boba tea it's your chinese boba tea so so there's some Here's
0: difference a, there. there there's a difference okay. yeah
1: um go check it out cuz you don't have the milky tapioca it's i don't know how to explain it i'm not i'm not going to try to just go check it out uni uni on college avenue Gosh, I, listeners,
0: you know what I got? I got a future appointment there. I actually got a a one on one meeting with her as a new as a new business, a um, uh, new uh, marginalized community business owner. Um, so I'm going to go. I got a one on one with her. I'm going to spend some time and go check it out.
1: She's amazing. She yeah. seems
0: really really cool.
1: Yeah, and the shop is
0: amazing. Okay, yeah. that sounds like yeah. I'm about that. All right. Mental health.
1: Mental health. Um, necessary. Um, everyone deals with mental health, right? And mental health is just health, right? There's that saying. Um, but
0: say that the, again, man. That's deep. Men- I'm, I'm serious. Say that again,
2: bro.
1: <laughs> um, mental health is health, mental health care is just health care, right? There's no separation, there shouldn't be any separation between the mind and the body. But for whatever reason, we put more emphasis on the body and not the mind, and um, so it's it's completely necessary. And and for whatever reason, there's a stigma behind seeking mental health services, uh, or if you're dealing with your own mental health, you know, if you're if you're a guy or a man, you you know, there's this idea that like, you know, you shouldn't talk about these things because you have to like live up to this idea of like masculinity right or um or if you do have mental health issues that you should keep it hush hush right like don't talk about it out loud right you know don't make your problem our problem for whatever reason so i think it's completely necessary i think there needs to be more education around it um and more emphasis on it
0: i think it's changing it is because i do think these um the generations coming up like there's an acceptance of it And there's, there is an acknowledgement of the importance of mental health. And then I also think like, um, I feel like they're more comfortable being vulnerable about mental health. Absolutely. So I think, I think we're in a, we're, we're in a shifting paradigm. Mm -hmm. And, you
1: know, to that point, I think, I think you're right. The younger generation has a better understanding and, um yeah better understanding of it but where I want to um, bridge the gap is with like the older generation specifically for me like the older Hmong generation just um creating that access for them too um because so much mm-hmm. mental health is like a western it comes from a western point of view okay right uh you go you know the the uh, stereotypical idea of mental health is you go in a room you talk with a therapist it's one-on-one and right but but in, how, like is that necess, like is that the right way to approach mental health for people who aren't white Caucasian right or you know again I think about I think about the Hmong elders right um, And so how do you pr- provide access to mental health in a way that's like culturally um, relevant and sensitive?
0: That's I love that. I love that. All right. Last word. Community.
1: Community. I think I had a word for this, but I'm going to change it. So community, like, for me, it's just so much fun. It's fun. I enjoy (laughs) it.
2: I love that. Like. Bruh.
1: um, And I guess being in my role, uh, I've been a diversity and inclusion consultant for a little over a year now. I think Timber, you and I kind of started around the same time.
0: We did start close to the same time.
1: And uh, so, you know, part of my role has been getting out in the community, seeing what it's all about, who's out there. And it, I've just enjoyed it. It's so much fun. And um, I think it's it's not surprising, but, um, you know, there are so many folks out there that are either so similar or, or very cool and interesting that like you just need to get out there because it's so fun you know you meet people who are just so interesting and it's it's a good time
0: so community it's fun I like that that is a great way to describe it that's just a great way to describe connecting with others who you share space with and space means a city a space means a town space means if we're living uh, within so many blocks of each other, like we're sharing space and that, that there.
1: Yeah. And I think that if you allow yourself to, um, be vulnerable to, to meet people, naturally you gravitate to people who are similar, you know? Um, and you know, you allow yourself to meet people who are like you and you just have a
0: good time. You know, you just, you just vibe, you hang out. See, my thing is this, I think everybody's similar. I mean, fond- fundamentally, I just think like there's basic needs. Like what we all want is all the same. I don't know many people who want something really outside the box of you want a you want a safe place to live. You want a nice place to live. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to afford your bills. You want a job that gives you identity and you are proud to do that. Mm. Uh, you want to support your family. Um you want good food. Um I don't know anyone who doesn't want those things. I've yet to meet those people. And if those are the basics, the fundamental needs of of most of us in a community, we're all the damn same. Absolutely. Hey, can I press that button for you? Oh, wait, let me help you out. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, like I love that. it i
0: love it you bring up a good point maybe i should get a uh, a set of sounds for the guests so they can also be in on the uh, sound making like that would be good <laughs> all right next segment is um the kosh hidden gems um this is an opportunity to share a hidden gem. Uh it could be a place, it could be a thing. Um and maybe it's something everyone knows about but maybe they don't know things about it. Um, and you don't have to stay within the Kosh, but you do have a you do got experience here in the Kosh. It could be in the Fox Cities region. Uh, Peter, what do you got?
1: I got I have a
0: lot. Oh, I have a lot. Let's and, uh,
1: let's go. I have a lot. Um, and I will say um I'm this this list surprises me because I was the the child who wanted to get the hell out of Appleton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bruh. You know.
0: You know, if you only knew how often I hear that, particularly, you know, working uh when I was recruiting for the university, like no one wants to go to school here, but those who choose to go to school here have an amazing experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so I turned eighteen. I, I had the option to uh, go to college or, or join the Marines or, you know, the military. And I I decided to go to UW Oshkosh. And then I was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going even further. So, you know, that took me to like Milwaukee and Chicago and then naturally found my way back. But um, in the short two years that I've been back, like there is a lot of amazing things here. So like the parks, like Appleton, grant you they've done a great job with just like the parks facts right they're um, amazing they're amazing so go check out the parks if you haven't you know um there are trails and waterways that are pretty nice um so my wife and i like to go walking and biking and we like to check out new hiking trails and whatnot so there's quite a bit uh the Boobles nature preserve is right there you have uh the trails on the north side of appleton you got the um is it the ce trail on the east side over there going towards like uh kakana
0: i'm I'm gonna be honest i'm just getting introduced uh (laughs) to this whole hiking nature-ish life um shout out to my man kyle armstrong for his presentation um on um people of color in nature uh engaging and and yeah that's that's good stuff man um but yeah no i don't know nothing yeah
1: yeah, I Menasha's mean, got a few great ones. Um, and then like if you if you're not like a walker or a runner or hiker, they got these like waterways where you can go like on a kayak or a paddleboard and you just go. Um, you know, right on the river there, you know, it's amazing, you know, and you got like the the two lakes right there too. So oh, you can facts. check those out. Yeah. So those are amazing. But what I really want to talk about today, and it's not really a hidden gem, but I do think that it's like uh, undervalued. I just rediscovered my love for reading. And so, Bruh. the Appleton Public Library, oh. or libraries in general. Facts. Um, well, the Appleton Public Library, they're renovating right now. So, so they're in a temporary temporary location, which is the old Best Buy off of Kensington or on Kensington mm-hmm. on the east side of Appleton. Right. And you if you haven't been there, you walk in, you would not recognize it, because most previously it was used as like a, I think it was um, it was a vaccination clinic. It was a vaccination clinic during COVID, mm-hmm. and so it was like open, kind of like, kind of intimidating to walk into like a,
0: yeah, because it's big. It's, big. It, when it's when when you have a Best Buy that's empty, it's huge. It's
1: huge, you know, and it's 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 huge. It's intimidating because like you're exposed, and we're there for like vaccines or getting tested or whatnot and then you go in there now and they've just done a phenomenal job with the space and um i think libraries are just so undervalued um and um you know i think it's a place for you to go and learn be curious investigate it's safe um and then build relationships so i was i was there like a few weeks ago and Trying to check out a few books and get my library card. I just got my library card. If you didn't get, if you don't have yours, go get yours. Uh, and I ran into a former teacher of mine, high school teacher of mine, Ooh. Uh, Marty Voigt. And uh, so it's a space for you to just build connection, build community. Um, so
0: public libraries,
1: hidden gems. <gasps>
0: Let me let me just say the library thing is super personal to me because I used to be a circulation aide when I was in high school. And actually, when I first came to college, my first major was library science. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought I was going to be. Shout out to my man, um, Mr. Banks down in Milwaukee. Um, He was the man as a librarian. Um, He showed me what it was truly to be a black professional. And gave me something to strive for. Sometimes you need to see representation in spaces to be like, oh, that's what that looks like. I can do that. I want to be that. Um, And he did for a time there. I wanted to be a librarian. I want to give a special, special shout out to the Appleton library team. Oh my God. That team is so good. I want to give a special shout out to the Nina library team. They are amazing. And then, A special shout out to the Oshkosh library team also. Um, It is. It takes a team. And you know what? When you you work in the library, you truly are community because you, everybody comes there, you turn nothing away. Um, It is a resource. A lot of our homeless stake out at the library. It is their place to get warm and, 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 feel valued because they are treated as humans and, and, respect in those spaces. There's an understanding about those relationships. There's so much that goes into our libraries. Um, I don't think we can, we can forget to make sure that we properly fund them the way they need to be and to give them the acknowledgement that they should for the amazing things they give back to the community.
1: Absolutely. And, and to your point, let me share one more thing, which is that, you know, historically speaking, you know, it's not a secret. Libraries were were established uh, for a certain class of citizens, right? But something I learned from Kara Sullivan, um, who is the executive, executive director of the uh, Afton Public Library, um, the library is a civil right. It's a right. It's not a privilege. It is your fundamental right to have access, to be able to go in and just... Feel like you're part of the community, so so, that's something people can't take away from you. It's a civil right, right?
0: That hit hard, man.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, shout out to Kira Sullivan. You know, doing great things over there. And uh, again, hidden gems, public libraries. Go check them out. Facts.
0: Okay. What does the cash need? What does the
1: cash need? I don't know, man. You kind of got it all here. Your setup is great. The house is
0: great. You know, no, but- no, no. That's that's a bigger thing. So the cash <laughs> is, you know, what does the community need? What do we need? What's missing? What do we need to let the powers that be know what's missing? Um, you know, and, and once again, uh, because you are not necessarily living here in the cash, it expands it because, you know, it's the whole Fox Cities region. What's missing? What do we need?
1: Yeah. Um, part of my frustration as someone who calls this place home Mm. is I believe, and maybe, maybe, maybe I just haven't come around enough, which is, um, that too many of us work within our own silos.
2: Mm.
1: Facts. So what does the kosh need? I think we have it all. We have it all, but the missing part is the connection. Bruh. It's, it's the connection it's it's we we have all the pieces but we're not connected or or not as connected
0: as we should be there's a lot of resources that don't talk to each other absolutely and yeah. we should
1: yeah so so i think i think i think this is a place that anyone can call home whether you're born and raised here whether or not you're a transplant um it's it's all there um but we just need connection.
0: Mm, that's that's really good. <laughs> All right, Peter, I'm feeling you on that one, man. That yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, the next segment, the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. This is your opportunity to place somebody in... The not isn't, and it doesn't have to be a person, it could be whatever, it could be an organization, it could be just a thing, whatever. But you place something in the naughty or the hero's corner and then elaborate.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to get into this, but um, yeah, we do. We ain't scared,
2: bruh.
1: (laughs) The naughty corner. Oh, um, I nominate Kanye West, Uh, bruh like what is going on like so so social media in my line of work right diversity and inclusion consultant i i do this thing where i i go down this rabbit hole on either youtube or social media and see what's out there and i I do my very best to listen to the other side so that i don't feed into my own bias right so confirmation bias so i don't feed into my own confirmation bias and so a lot of uh, Kanye West and Candace Owens has been popping up on my channel. Mm. Uh, the White Lives Matter <laughs> stuff. Bruh. And um, so what is going on, Kanye West? Um, so I put him in the naughty corner because it's like I I, I I can't even begin to put words together to describe what's going on.
0: You know what? So this is the second week in a row someone put Kanye in the naughty corner.
1: Oh, really? really
0: really <laughs> and so last last week when we talked about this and this was my conversation with nao and kanye now nao nao was like he set his line with kanye right i think i think he said a line with kanye i don't think he's in that place right and so here's what i'm gonna say i made the normal excuses that i feel and once again I'm going to apologize for any generalizations, but I think uh, I made the normal excuses of what I feel like black culture makes for Kanye, Um, you know, about his mother. Like Kanye ain't been right since his mom died. Like there's, there's Kanye just went off the rails. And then, you know, if Kanye is, you know, and no one's ever verified this, but there's always the Kanye's off his meds thing that the people always talk about and maybe maybe kanye's on meds, and you know i don't really know uh you know there's never been verification mm-hmm. um but at the time when i said it like i was let's just say that i was just looking at things at a surface level like i didn't um i was reading kind of what you were reading and i was just st- strolling past it but i didn't dig deeper and i didn't put like a lot of thought of it because I'm going to be honest. I had kind of given Kanye. I don't give Kanye a pass pass. Um, I try to show Kanye some, some sympathy though. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough in the sense of like, you're, you're this person. There's a lot of people looking at you, you know, there's, there's something that greatly affected your life and like, you're trying to be authentic, but, but then I really started like as the week went on it didn't sit right with me mm. like i even had kanye still on my bucket list for concerts yeah because you know i just felt like a kanye concert's gonna go hard
1: you know what we're talking about concerts before and now that i'm thinking about it, i've been to quite a few um not enough but the best concert i've actually ever been to i would say is a kanye concert and uh, despite how i feel about him at this moment like i still have to say like the best concert i've ever been to is a kanye concert it was amazing and the whole experience and and uh, i'll share i'll share why okay because he's such a performer and he's such an entertainer um the star of the show, you know, he had the fog, and you know his dancers up there, and then he comes down from from the stairs, and then my wife and I were actually like sitting next to the stairs, and so my wife tried to go and like touch Kanye, and she got like stiffed arm
2: <laughs>
0: by Kanye or, or security,
1: security. Okay, <laughs> but um, he's such a performer, and it was an amazing experience. So I almost wonder, like, how much of this currently is a performance?
2: bro nah
0: man I think I think Kanye really has gotten to a place where he doesn't believe a rules apply to him
1: mm-hmm.
0: right seriously like I if I was gonna say there if there was something that I think happened to Kanye I think Kanye found a place where He thinks rules don't apply to him or he only lives by his own. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad, bad thing, but I'm also a firm believer that if you are in the business, if your business is about people that support you, whatever that looks like, if it's musically and people go to your concerts or people buy your music, if you have a clothing line and people buy your clothing and all that, Kanye was built by the culture. You can't come back and crap on the culture. Yeah. You're not bigger than the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I say the culture, that's the people who made you. Absolutely. And so, I feel like Kanye believes he's bigger than the culture now. Yeah. And that is where he's gone way out of pocket.
1: Well, what's dangerous is when his followers believe that as well. And then they begin to believe the things that he's saying. And then that, that can be dangerous that using that platform.
0: All I can say is this, look, I'm a firm believer. I always believe like black culture is black culture is like early adopters. They set culture. Like it, it, the rest of pop culture and stuff, by the time things become pop culture, black culture has already moved on to the next thing. It's old, it's played. Absolutely. Right? It's just the way it is. It, it is how American culture, entertainment culture has worked. And um, I just think there's just a point now, like he's hitting that he's finally hitting the place. Like there's been a ton of forgiveness, but now what he's doing is become disrespectful. Right. It's not about Kanye being Kanye and it's not weird anymore. Just, you know, this, that and another, like all the the reasons that we have found to let it go. Like we. He's crossing that line where no matter how great you are. You've crossed the line where we can't we can't celebrate you anymore. We can't appreciate you no more like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know um, where he's going to start losing. And I think he already has.
1: Absolutely. I think he's banned on, like, all the social media platforms.
0: Mm. Right. Now, there's always going to be some loyal followers. But I don't know. So, like, I'm at a place now, like... and I'm so sad you shared that today and happy you shared today about your experience going to a Kanye concert, because I was about to take that off my bucket list. And now you, you, you've given me pause and now I'm going to have to wait. It's,
1: it's, (laughs) you know, I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. It was, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, It was an amazing experience. And I, I do believe that the, the loss of his mom does have something to do with it. Cause during the concert, he, he got, he fell to his knees and he was crying. And, you know, um, I think when we went to his concert, it wasn't too long after that his mom had passed away. So like it was, he was very vulnerable and he was deep and it was, it was a whole experience, man.
0: So it was great. Hmm. All right. That went, look, I love when guests come on and put somebody in the naughty corner because I'm going to tell you that doesn't happen very often. So far, I think out of all the episodes and we've we've got over 60 episodes. Cash listeners, if you don't know, we are approaching 70 some episodes. Um, We have only had about four or five people put somebody in the naughty corner.
1: I think maybe you got to make a list and just have it posted somewhere. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Just call it out. Yeah, no, that
1: way. <laughs> I didn't realize I repeated one. So.
0: Oh no. You know what that means? It just means that it's super relevant. Like it's it, it Kanye done did some things. Yeah. And so like, you know, that that Candace Owens stunt, you know, bro. Bro. You you can't, you know, I I don't like Candace Owens. Yeah. And it's bigger than her politics. Mm. I don't like people who shame their identity. Yeah. You know, I get it. Like maybe, maybe you were raised differently. Maybe who raised you was different. Um, Maybe how you maneuver through life is different. Maybe professionally how you identify is different. Like I get it. I've been, look, I've been that person. I like, I can't tell you a space in 30 plus years where there was more me than not. Cause there ain't, That just ain't what I've been part of. Right. Yeah. But I'll never forget where I came from and I don't never forget how society looks at me. Maybe even if I didn't come from it, I know that when people look at me, I know how they identify me and you got to own that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hey, press the button, man. What?
0: There you go, there you go. Peter has just shown me that we are going to give the guests (laughs) their own buttons. You
1: know, Timber, so would you put, would you select Candace Owens as your naughty, naughty person for this week?
0: No. No? No, because that's just her. Yeah. You know, she ain't did nothing new, (laughs) right? She's been being Candace Owens for a minute, so, like, I ain't mad at her for being Candace Owens, but I do think, Sooner or later it, it it runs out like sooner or later you, you got to remember that you got to come home sooner or later you may get kicked out the group. Yeah. You may lose your privilege. Yeah. Um, and uh, let an example of that be the young lady. And I, and I can't think of her name right now, but she was the, she was the young lady that was in the clueless movie um, she's the biracial young lady in the Clueless movie. I think she's biracial. Um, and we'll just call her a black young lady. I can't remember her name, but she's pretty, you know, a pop culturally known, mm-hmm. right? And she was on Fox News, and she was doing all this stuff. And then, like, the minute like Trump run, they didn't need her no more, and like they kicked her off Fox News, and then she. <laughs> Like, she came back to black culture with her tail between the legs. And now she's trying to fit in on some, like, black-focused reality show kind of stuff. And it's just like, come on now. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, and you can't, (laughs) like, you got to understand, like, you can never forget, like, if anything, you got to always keep, you can be wherever you want to be. But I do believe you've still always got to keep at least one foot in in, or one finger in all the identities that you hold. Yeah, don't burn bridges. Yeah, you just can't deny any of it. Mm-hmm. Own it. Absolutely. So, all right, that went hard. All right, you know what? Now we are going to take a little bit of a commercial break. Hi,
1: I'm Don Gulkey, the Executive Director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process
0: that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about CASA of the Fox Cities
1: at casafc.org or call Leah
0: At 920-257-4733. All right. You know what? That makes me happy too every time that we play that. You know, let me just go ahead. I'm going to be personal right now. And I'm going to send this uh, shout out to uh, us two behavioral. Hey, us two. Y'all need one of those. All right. Talk, Talk to me. Talk to me, us two. All right. <laughs> Peter, I ain't got no shame, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me uh, let me try to pull something together and I'll send it your way because <laughs> most likely it'll be me.
0: <laughs> oh, is that what's going to happen? Oh, no. You don't even got to pull it together, man. We we do it right here. We, we bring you to the lab. That was done right here. Yeah. Yeah, man. We just got to find the key is the vibe. Like we got to find the vibe. Yeah. All right. So it's that time of the show. And you know what? This is, here's what's great about it. I didn't ask, you know, normally kosh listeners, I'm going to be honest. I usually do a good job, but there's a whole conversation that happens before we ever record. Cause we want to, we want to give you the best content we can possibly give you. And as I was talking to Peter this morning and, and prepping for the, for us in this episode, I forgot to ask him the single most important of the kosh, which was What is your episode or what is your topic of the week? So here's what we're gonna do. We're about to be surprised, y'all, because I don't know. All right. So once again every time, people, every time we do that, it just makes me excited. All right, Peter, what's our topic of the week? Topic of the week. Um is names
1: The Bruh. The power of names The power of a name
0: Yes the power of names
1: So um, let me give you some context Yes um, So in my family My parents um, My dad is Right and my mom Is um, And then I have uh, Four sisters and two brothers So it's I, Thula, Shang, mindza Dunza, and then Peter. And I'm the only one in my family without a Hmong name.
0: Mm. Oh, okay.
1: And so, you know, and, and a name is your identity, right? Right. And and it can give you power. And so I've seen how um my name has given me power or privilege. Um or, or even a sense of lack of identity too within my own family. So so the reason why my name is Peter and why I don't have a Hmong name is because I was the first born in the US in my family. Uh, I was born at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Appleton, Wisconsin. And uh, my family was sponsored by a Christian, Christian couple. And so they were given the privilege of naming me upon birth. And so they gave me the name Peter. Right, And then all my other siblings, my parents named them.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Uh, but what you don't know is that despite all the differences in names, every single child in my family, are, all of our middle names are the same. So mm. So my full name is Peter Mbolong Lee. And so Mbolong is the name of the village that my parents grew up in back in laos and so all of my siblings have the same middle name and the reason i was told we all have that middle name is so we never forget where we're from
2: bruh
0: so that that you know what i'm gonna use your term that slaps hard man <laughs> <laughs> so timber what's your
1: full name what's your name
0: Ooh I don't know if I want to tell, because you know what? I've never said my government name on the cash. <laughs> That's how my former students would say it. Yeah, my government name, man. You know, here's the thing. It's not that you can't find out my government name. It's just that uh, it is used by a very select few, which is basically my parents, my sister, and my wife. Yeah, and my daughter. That's it. What about for your kosh listeners? It's exclusive to your kosh listeners. Nah man, I'm Timber no. for the Kosh listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I will share, Kosh listeners. And and once again, it's not a secret. If you want to know, you can find it. Uh, the middle name is Antonio. Mm. So Timber Antonio Smith.
1: And is there is there meaning to it like Timber to Antonio?
0: What's the meaning? Uh, here's what I'm gonna tell you my government name, the way it went down was I was, and my mom tells me this story, and I think, Oh my god, thank god for the auntie who changed my name because I was supposed to be Cleophis That was my name, I was supposed I, to be Cleophis I don't mean to laugh, but no, nah, man, it's worth a laugh. I don't know what you do with Cleophis because you're right, bro. You know, your name is like your name sets your identity and, and, and the course to me for how you navigate or how people perceive you. Right. Cause people take a name and they make like, I think people associate a name to whatever they want to associate it to. Right. And so like when you have really, let's say culturally authentic names, like there is celebration, but if you're trying to, if you're in a different culture, there may be consequence unintentional right Mm. for those names um if i would have been cleophis smith i don't know if i would have navigated life quite the same way
1: yeah I, i i would agree with that because um and for kosh listeners the reason i laugh was because right after timber said cleophis it was the blank look on his face that made me laugh
0: (laughs) oh yeah that's because i was horrified when my mom tells this story i'm always like i'm horrified like you was gonna name me cleophis like i'm not gonna lie there is a stereotype of what i think cleophis looks like yeah it is a nice mini afro with some really long sideburn chops and a really uh no beard that's shaved out with a healthy mustache uh yeah 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 and and due to the fact that this name was going to be a name that was produced in the 70s uh there is a a a leisure suit dress <laughs> i, I kind of think of somebody uh, uh uh black Belt jones uh some of the black uh black uh black exploitation movies uh from the 70s kind of thing is what i'd be thinking of when i think of cleophis like i have feelings about
2: it <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> so,
1: so I wanted to talk about names because, to your point, all right, It's at times it could be a make or break. My name is Peter Lee, and um, I put Peter Lee just like that on my resumes. I don't put my middle name. I choose to uh, not disclose what my middle name is. And my my sister, the executive director of UST Behavioral Healthcare, her name is Sheng Lee, Sheng Li Yang. Now. And uh, we're 14 months apart, right? I was born in the U.S., right? She's known as a stateless person because she was born in a refugee camp. Mm. So even like, like I can go around and I can say, I'm American, right? Right. And like that in itself, that name is powerful, right? Like to say, like, I'm American. Right. I was born here.
0: It like, is. There there's it it hits different like when people come at you twisted about certain things and you're just like I was born here. Mm-hmm. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. It hits different.
1: Yeah. Um so when I was in high school um our teachers invited some Vietnam veterans to come speak with us. And I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. Um this was in the 2000s when um, they came and spoke with us and one Vietnam vet talked about the names they used for for the enemy for for the v- North Vietnamese soldiers Charlie or Chang or Gook or whatever it might be right mm. and people there's a student that asked like why would you call them that and uh The veteran said, "Um, you have to realize that when you're at war, you are tasked with something impossible. You are tasked with killing another human being. And so we would use names like Charlie or other names to dehumanize them, to, to make it easier to kill them.
2: Bruh. Mm.
1: And so to take away someone's name is to like dehumanize them. Facts. And so when you think about the N-word or the misuse of pronouns, right, or or refusing to articulate someone's name because it sounds different, what does that do to a person?
0: It, it definitely, it, 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 it puts weight on your identity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So names are super powerful. Um, in the Hmong community, we have um, Go Sing, which is 18 clans. And so um, each clan is given a specific name. So like my last name, Lee, is a specific clan. Right. And so the joke like, hey, I have family all over because since there's only 17 names, you know, someone else who's Lee from like the West Coast could potentially be family. And I do have family from the West Coast. Shout out to my West Coast brothers and sisters. (laughs)
2: Um, (laughs) uh,
1: But something we do in the Hmong culture, we do this. um, We theme below. And it's like uh, you get an elder name when you've come to age. So I don't know that will ever happen for me, Um, but I'm excited for that because then you get a name change and everyone starts to call you something else. So I'm super excited to, like, finally receive, like, my own Hmong name.
0: Oh. Yeah. I didn't know. See, I learn new things all the time. That's player. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's an ongoing joke between some of my buddies and I too. Like, hey. What would you want your Hmong name Your 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 Mei Lao to be Your elder name to be If you could choose And uh, I won't share any here But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun
0: <laughs> It can be fun sometimes um, Yeah okay Well I know what my I think I know I want my elder name to be Yeah what would it be uh, Moonshine Slim Moonshine Slim Yep Elaborate I don't know I just think that's cool that just sounds like a cool name. Like uh, moonshine slim just sound like somebody that's old and wise and sits on a bank and catfishes moonshine slim.
1: That's the exact picture that came to my head when you, when you said that.
0: And so when I am an elder, when I am retired, that's what I want to be. I want to sit with in a lawn chair on the bank of a river and I do include the Fox River because I, I I got a lot of love for the Fox River and catfish. And people walk by and they go, catch anything today? And I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I give them a the look and they know that it's Moonshine Slim. And I want little kids to come up to Moonshine Slim and be like, it's Moonshine Slim. That's right. Let me bait your hook. <laughs>
1: I'm getting the sense that you put some thought into this prior to our conversation today.
0: No, it's been, it's been something that's been on my mind for some time, but that being said, I've never known about elder names. So maybe yeah. there's hope. Maybe now you've given me something to strive for. Like I got to become an, I got to become elder worthy. Yeah. And then I can be renamed. Yeah, and
1: man, it's really cool man. Like, um, I have so much love for like Hmong traditions. Um, there's like this whole ceremony and you get together and you eat and you it's, it's a whole community event and it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a good time. It's fun.
2: <laughs> 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 oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's deep man. Like the name thing is so powerful. Um, And like, I don't think people understand like professionally how it affects you. Like, I can't tell you like times when I know, and you know, I used to be, I used to have the privilege. I've been in leadership opportunities. I've been in spaces. um, I've been in, I've been the part of a hiring committee multiple hundreds of times, literally. Um, And it's like when you can't, Enunciate that name There's fear And that person may get passed on For simply It's unfamiliar And I can't say it And I don't know what to do with it Yeah And that sucks Yeah Because you're missing You may be missing amazing talent Because of your Your insecurity
1: Yeah Or bias Bias Right Yes. Um. I. I I call in a lot to um to get my car fixed, right? I'll you know I'll just hey, let me get an appointment. I think this is what's wrong with my car. What time is it available? Whatever, right? Um. All right, who's calling? Oh, Peter Lee, and I'll walk in. Hey, can I help you? I'm Peter Lee. I just talked to you. (laughs) Like, Like, you're you're Michael, right? You're on the phone, and it. Surprises me the amount of people that don't expect Peter Lee to be a short Asian guy. You know, like, like when I enter the space, like they're expecting Peter Lee, but like when they physically see me, it's like, I'm lost. Like I don't belong there. It's interesting.
0: You know, that, that surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, the last name Lee I'm not going to lie. Maybe this is my, this is my bias is what I'm going to say. I'm guessing if there's a last name, Lee eight out of 10 times, it's going to be somebody with an Asian heritage background. <laughs> you and, know,
1: And it's more common here in like the Fox cities than it is. Maybe like in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You, you know, I, that's just me. Yeah. So, okay. That's fair. This is such a good topic because like the most powerful topics are things that we all share and we all have names. Yeah, we all have names and those names are, are part of our identities. Like I can't tell you how many, particularly like in the Fox cities region there's these last names you have I mean, your family's been here forever and mm-hmm. people know those last names because they were either really big families or they're really wealthy families or whatever the situation is i'm married to one of those families like my my wife's family that last name of my wife's family oh my god it's got it's got legacy here in oshkosh what is it pelkey pelkey yes but my wife's family is huge. Mm-hmm. She's the baby of 14. Oh, that's a lot of pressure, man. And it, and you know what it did? I did? What I say is when I married her, I married the city.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well speaking
1: of you know the names, right? Like nicknames, like the cash.
0: Why the cash for this podcast? Um It's what we used to, it's just how in college, how we, the, the people I ran with my, my friends, the, the fellows and stuff like that was just, it was the cash. You shorten it up, you know, y'all coming to the cash tonight. Uh, There's a party in the cash tonight. You know, it was just the cash and uh, you know, that's it. It's a, there was two things that we always called here. It was the cash and Ash Vegas. (laughs) <laughs> ash vegas and so um and just know that that term was coined somewhere associated with uw oshkosh i'm telling y'all right now i can't tell you when they opened up that ash vegas uh location the uh, the campground resort off of 4, uh, 41, how many phone calls i got asking me hey timber you open up a joint off of 41 what is that because we had been using ash vegas that term for so long mm. way before it ever like really got popular popular here in yeah. the region yeah 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 names
1: man um whether it's your government name mm. your clan name a nickname i think they're so powerful
0: they are yeah yeah so now i think nicknames are powerful <laughs> hence <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Peter, any last things you want to want to put on that?
1: Oh, there's 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 so much. But um, right now, um, it's just a mess in my head. So, (sighs)
0: well, let me just say this Um, to the topic, the power of a name. This has got to be one of my favorite ones. Okay, All right. Cash listeners, it is that time. Start winding down. Uh, We're coming towards the end of the show, so let me just say thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time, giving us your time, and listening to us um, in our conversation here. Um, We appreciate you. Please, please, please never hesitate. Let us know what you're thinking. Do you like what we're talking about? Do you got new ideas for the show? Would you like to be a guest? Look, I'm always looking for new guests. Um, Reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. And also, you can be part of the show. Ask us a question. We will play, literally, we will play your question on the show. Or maybe you would like to do your own shout-outs. Do shout-outs. Do some birthday shout-outs. Do whatever. This is a community show Holler at us We do have a voicemail Please feel free to call us at 920-385-9298 Once again that is 920-385-9298 um, Once again you already know I'm not going to go as hard as I normally do Every week but we got cash gear if you're interested Please email us at askthekosh And we can talk about it We got t-shirts and hats I usually give a whole thing about There is nothing more local than walking around with something that says the Kosh in this region. It just represents local, but I have a different ask for you this week. Kosh listeners, we are trying to grow. I want to grow the program. Um, We've been doing this for some time now, and we've got a really good following and I want us to share the Kosh with more people. So what I'm asking you to do is go out there and, Give us a rating. Go out there and put something down on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and help us improve our rating out here. Um, Small ass, cost you nothing. Um, Just a few minutes, two sentences, and tell people about why you like or don't like the cash, and that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. So I need you out there. Help us out a little bit. And that is... All for this week. Okay. Now, now it is time for literally my favorite, favorite part of the show. It is shout out time. All right, Peter. Time for shout outs. What do you got? All right, all right.
1: Um, so shout outs. First, I'd like to uh shout out my team at Us Two Behavioral Healthcare. Um I've learned so much from each and every one of you in this short period of time that I've been back home to the Fox Cities. Um, Shout out to NPLI, uh, the Nonprofit Leadership Institute. Uh, I'm part of their cohort this year, and so they help uh, nonprofit leaders grow in their capacity, and it's amazing. Um, So shout out to that team there, too. You know who you are. Uh, I'm also part of this new cohort, Ford 48, not sure if you're familiar with it, but um, oh,
0: I was trying to find my way into it. Yeah? Yeah. I gotta get you into it. Well, it was it was a financial thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was the money.
1: Well, well, for me it was that too. So I also want to shout out New North. Um, they work on in the Northeast Wisconsin um side of things, but New North are helping sponsor me to be part of that. So oh, shout out to New North. Um, I want to do a shout out to, to all my teachers. Um, I most identify as an educator, um, and I wouldn't have been able to find success without each and every one of you. So all of my teachers, um, thank you for all you do and continue to do. Um, shout out to my family. Um, same thing. I have a family of educators. (laughs) They all work in like Alton area school district. Um, But, yeah, shout-out to my family for just loving me despite all of my imperfections. Uh, And then, of course, shout-out to my wife, Farah Yang. Um, She's my favorite teacher. Uh, I've learned so much from you. um, And so, yeah, thank you. And then lastly, um, I want to shout-out my dad. Um, He passed already, um, but he's the reason why I'm still here uh, physically in this in this city, in the Fox cities. And, um, you know, he never deterred from believing that Appleton or the Fox cities was home and knowing that I was so reluctant to stay. Um, he, he's always messaged to me that like, this is home, come back home, make it home. It's great. And, um, so shout out to my dad for, um, just everything. So, yeah.
0: All right. That slapped hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that term now, man.
1: Like, I'm totally going to steal that. I, I get it from uh, Hassan Minhaj, um, the comedian. Yeah. Yeah, the Indian comedian. You know, he just, I don't know. All right. Check him out. Hassan Minhaj.
0: I am going to check that out. I'm, I'm big into comedians. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, uh, there's nothing better than laughter.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's the host of um, um, the Patriot Act on Netflix.
0: Okay, all right, I'm gonna check that out. All right, my shout outs for this week. First of all, shout out to the Cash listeners. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I can't tell you how good it feels when I go to spaces. And um, if you know what I do right now, like I religiously wear my Lakash hat and it feels really good when people walk up to me in spaces that I don't expect people to walk up to me in outside of Oshkosh and they're like, oh, my God, I listened to the such and such episode and that was this or people walk up to me and say something uh, really Funny about something we said in an episode, like about the burritos at the at at the farmer's market. And I'm just like, oh, my God, people are actually listening. So um, listeners, as you are out there, know that I so appreciate you because time is times the most valuable resource that you have. So the fact that you take some of your valuable time and listen to us and the things and the guests and the things we talk about and find value in it. I appreciate you so much. Um, Send a shout out to Katie Olson, uh, who was a person that recently told me uh, I I met her. She is the new leader of uh, Esther. And um, we were talking about and I shared with her about the cash and was like, hey, you should be a guest. And Katie, you should still be a guest if you're listening. Um, but then she sent me a message like uh, a week later and she's like, I've listened to seven and a half episodes and it's my new favorite. And I was like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> so shout out to Katie and um, and to Esther. Um, Esther does such good work for our community, um, really serving our, just being about it, being about people and taking care of people in the community and and really getting out there. Shout out to Darcy at Oshkosh Corp. I went to a cool training this week at Oshkosh Corp. Oh, my God. I got a chance to do a small tour of the new Oshkosh Corp building um, that's off of 41. Um, That thing is amazing. So I kind of want to come back and check out a little bit more. So um, thank you for the training. Thank you for the tour. Appreciate it. Shout out to Rayon Brown. Rayon Brown uh, over at Fox Valley Tech uh, asked me to be his sous chef for the Chopped event. And I didn't know what that was about until I knew what it was about. And uh, we won. And let me tell you, that was an amazing event. I've never gone to anything quite like that. I've never had an experience quite like that. And more importantly, $600,000 plus was raised for the Riverview event garden program that's amazing it was amazing like it was cool and like we handled business i'm uh you know he is a great cook i know how to take orders and help make things happen with him and uh we came out with a victory at the end and there is nothing better than winning (laughs) Ain't that the truth I ain't got no shame about it y'all I'm just keeping it 100 I want to send another shout out to Henry Sanders Jr. From Madison 365 I got an opportunity to go and be on a panel They had their leadership conference this week You know why conferences are amazing? Because usually it's gathering a bunch of people That's with a shared energy They're different Right. Everybody's experience is different. Everybody's identity is different. But what their what their goals are to learn or to help said whatever it is, whether it's an initiative or a community demographic, like when there is shared. Focused energy in a space. It recharges the batteries, it makes you believe again sometimes when you lose some. So thank you, Henry, for making that space because it was it felt good to be there. Um, and lastly, last shout-out goes to uh, the Fox Cities, uh, well, the UW Oshkosh Fox Cities uh, Foundation. Um, I, I happen to be on that board there's just a good group of people trying to get ready. We're trying to find our way back to really cool things after the pandemic. And um, I just love their energy and their focus and their purpose and, and how they're going about it. And the fact that they understand they don't have all the answers. So what they're doing is they're bringing in new faces, new mindsets, new people To help find what the future looks like. And um, so it's powerful when an organization can acknowledge that growth is needed. Absolutely. So, shout out to them. All right. That is all of the shout outs for this week. And we are at the last bit, the last thing that we got to do to wrap up this show, Peter. And so, This is, it comes down to this the guest. The guest, you got three choices. You can share parting words of wisdom, or what would yourself today tell your 12 year old self? Or option C, all of the above. (laughs) <laughs> that's right You know what Because I'm, I'm a fan of the multiple choice test And they you know Like the the option C is always the tricky Yeah It's always the tricky right Like but you should have that option How many people choose option C? I think um, That's a tough one Because here's what I think happens I think a lot of people Choose option A And end up at option C Yeah and some people just can't, like, and some people choose option B and end up with option C because, like, while you're doing option, like, if you choose option B, you're usually doing option A in there, too. Yeah. So.
1: Absolutely. Like, they kind of, like, intertwine, right? Correct. Um, I'll do option C, but I'll start with B and then go into A. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, can you share the question again for option B?
0: Option B is what would yourself today tell your 12 year old self?
2: Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm the type of person that doesn't like to dwell on the past or the future. Right. And, um, there's a common question. Like if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you want to be? And, uh, my response usually is like, I'm exactly where I, where I want to be right now. Right. Like right now in this space is exactly where I want to be, need to be. So, um, I would tell my younger self, just keep cruising, just, just cruise, just do you, don't worry too much, everything that people are going to tell you about the future is false, (laughs) don't worry about it, you know, and, and, and mistakes you've made in the past, you know, you'll learn from it, you know, don't worry about it, just cruise, just have a good time, just be you, um, and then parting words of wisdom, um, I'm a longtime educator. Most, the content I taught was mostly art. And I think that um, why I love art so much is that it's a verbal, no, it's a visual and physical representation of your history. You know, that's why I love art so much. And uh, Leonardo da Vinci has this quote that I kind of like used as a teacher, which is that um, art is never finished, only abandoned. And so I like to kinda tweak it a little bit. And so I like to say the work is never finished, only abandoned.
0: That was hard, man. All right. So what you think? That was fun. That was fun. Good time, right? Yeah, man. Fun.
1: I'm I'm gonna start using that word more often now. You know, I, I think we don't use it enough. It's okay. We can have fun. Facts. The Kosh.